You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. You're listening to America's Web Radio. And now time for the Classic Car Show with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber. Good morning and welcome to the Classic Car Show only on America's Web Radio. And we have the distinguished, is it distinguished or extinguished? Extinguished. Extinguished. Uh, <laughs> Gentlemen in here, oh, Mr. Oh, oh, Jim I thought Weber. you were talking about my oh, colleague, oh, Steve. the, the Brill Cream oh, Kid. The Brill Cream Kid, He's yes. out. He's missing. He's MIA. I, I don't know if he's on his way to Hershey or he might have a local event because they aren't leaving for Hershey. And he usually leaves early. Yeah. I was. I, I think he's on the road. I don't yeah. think he's here. Yeah. I think he's on the road somewhere yeah. and, and may have a, an event prior to... Yeah. Or yes, yes, yes. I don't know. I, You know, He's, at my age, I have a hard enough time keeping up with my schedule. Well, I'm just thankful you remember to come here. Well, there, there are times. <laughs> <laughs> there are times that... Uh, yeah. Um, well, I guess let's just let our listeners know what's going on, that uh, unfortunately, uh, Dr. Fred wasn't able to join us. He's got that auction. I think that's starting right now. Yeah, they, he was talking about something's moving into his. Uh, I guess it's the, the museum. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's Bonham's. They Bonham, have, yeah, 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 they yeah. have that auction of unrestored or barn finds or completely original or old restoration huh. cars. It's kind of a specialty auction. Um, Velocity. Uh, Wayne Carini had a rerun this week and. He had an old Pierce Arrow hmm. uh, four-door open car, and he had something else there, a Dubonnet, I think, for a very early car. But uh, there was an unrestored little Aston uh, pre-war huh. uh, Bertelli-era car. And, uh, I mean, it's quite an auction. If you want to go and, and, and not have to look at all the bling, glitz, and glamour cars that have been over-restored, this is a neat place to go. And, and of course, Dr. Fred is just absolutely... He, he is one of the nice... Well, you know, yeah. like I said last week, uh, folks in the classic car hobby or whatever business, yeah. whatever you want to call it, are just the nicest folks. And, and I, I call Fred on his, uh, on his cell phone, and, and I speak of it like, oh, well, he and I are big buddies. Well, no, we're... we're Acquaintances because of the radio station, but right. I, I called him and, and I had a note by his name, Fred, mm-hmm. and I said, you know, Doctor, I, you know, out of respect, I, I should be calling you Doctor instead. <laughs> oh no, you shouldn't either. I'm not a doctor anymore. I, I, I quit my practice. I got tired of it, and uh, I'm uh, I'm a businessman, and God I found that that. Uh, that this is really a business and, and more headaches than I than I had thought, but I'm, I'm enjoying it. But no, my name's Fred. You call me Fred. And well, the, the, the thing, he shares his cars. Yeah, yeah. He gets them out. He runs them in a big parking lot. You can hear them start and stuff. I mean, firing up a 917K, <laughs> and I'm not sure if he's got the flat 12 or the flat 16 in his. I think it's the flat 12. That's no easy task. And to warm it up, and then run it and shut it down. And uh, he, I mean, and, and the, 
all the other stuff, the Alphas, the 57G Bugatti, things like that. But he he brings them out. He lets people touch them. It's like Steve brought up the other day. He was at a car show with his 1910 Model T, and he was letting kids sit in the seat. And they do this on tours, but apparently it was a you know a stationary show in a parking area. And one of the owners came up and chastised him. She said, "Don't let him do that. They'll want to touch my car." And it's just. I mean, as long as you're not wearing sandpaper wrapped around yeah. your body. Well, you know, that's 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 what it's all about. Uh, you it's know. sharing. And, and what are you supposed to do, buy a car and not drive it? Yeah. Coming in this morning, there was a uh, 50 Ford convertible, a real light powder blue, coming over the bridge with the top down. I'm sure he's headed up to Panera where Steve and I usually stop at after doing the radio show on some Saturdays and some Saturdays the guys are at Piedmont Church woofing down the brownies. I guess they have the <laughs> I don't know if they're Alice B. Toklas brownies or not, but uh, anyway. Uh, yeah. These guys, and these guys let people sit in the cars. And they're all geezers like us. That's But that's how we've got to keep this hobby going. Well, yeah, you know, if you can't touch it, smell it, feel it, whatever, if it's, well, you know, it's, it's sort of like uh, I had a, I used to be into model trains, and uh, as soon as my kids got old enough, yeah, you know, even if they tore them up, and they wouldn't intentionally, that, but, you know, to have it sitting there in a glass cage makes no sense. No. No. They're toys, and and these just happen to be adult toys, and I, I I'm I'm a hundred percent like you are. If if this hobby is going to maintain, and I, I I hate to even address it as a hobby. This and 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 I'm getting very frustrated about it all because this is history. Oh yes, and and they're trying to rewrite history, and they're trying to block it out, and you know, in ten more years, well, all cars will be autonomous and. And driving themselves and all this, and but that that ain't it. The real it is is the Model T, the well, that, that, whatever. Yeah, the, it, it started the industrialization of this country. Mm-hmm. And were it not for that fact, we we might be sitting here speaking German right now. You know, that's that's more true and serious than yeah. than the words. You know? Yeah, That's you know, I, I, I talk about the arsenal of democracy, the A.J. Bain book, but that ought to be required reading for people to oh, literally yeah. build a, a bomber factory and go, and convert the airline or airplane industry into mass production. And the car industry. And the car industry, too. Well, and, but and, the Japanese and, uh, helped us there. Into the air, but into the uh, airplane business. Yeah, yeah, and 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 were it not for the Japanese and Deming, I don't think we would have the quality products we have today. I mean, here's the problem today, though, and you and I were discussing this earlier. We are getting so much electronics into these vehicles that. Even you and I can't figure them out sometimes. But on top of that, in 10 years, what's one of these vehicles going to be like with all this electronics? That's going to be a challenge. 
no question. And the, and the other thing, of course, is the temperature's dropping now. I've already had one person call me and say, I got this funny triangle light on in my car. <laughs> How do I fix it? And I said, you put air in your tires. My new car has all, shows up on the deal of how much air is in each yeah. tire. Yeah, well, you got the deluxe package. Yeah. My new car, I purposely didn't get the push-button start, and I didn't get... Well, I had the, no choice. I know, I know. Well, yeah, that's a gorgeous car. You know, you could you could be an a, a Uber driver in the limo program on your days off. What days off? <laughs> Day, days off? Explain that term to yeah. me, would you? But anyway... Um, Boy, we're we're bouncing all over no, the place. I, no, but I, 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 I want to get back to what you're saying, and something I, that bothers uh, me too in the industry, and, and what you were talking about the from we could be speaking German, uh, and and I, I don't want anybody to think I'm not against progress. I'm not against invention, but the one thing that I continually marvel at is now you go in and you push a couple of, a couple of buttons in AutoCAD and up pops your idea and in 3D and uh, all the par- parts and pieces are there and all that. <laughs> but what I, I'm t- always amazed at is the engineering, and they did it with a pencil and paper. Yes. You know? And well, you go to the Auburn Court Duesenberg Museum in Auburn, Indiana, and you go upstairs, and those boards are like 4 feet by 8 feet or, or 5 by 10, and they're standing there with these drafting machines and they're doing it all by hand. And it's still there. I mean, that's the beautiful thing. You can go into that museum and go upstairs, and the design office is still there. Hmm. You wonder, we're of the age, and they were doing it by hand back then, but, you know, every year was a new model year. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, that was, and of course, we've all elaborated on the fact of the paper over the windows and a little oh, corner yeah. torn <laughs> off that you could peek in and you look at it and then you look at the cars that they designed and built then and the amount of chrome on them and you take can you imagine what it'd be like to chrome a, a, a mid-50s buick grill or no bumpers idea. on a cadillac no idea now yeah i mean that kind of thing is just well look what steve went through with his thunderbird yeah, and that that's you know, a little small car. So, but uh, the 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 thing that I can't get over is the complexity of these new cars. And you know, if I could find one with rubber floor mats and wind up windows and a stick shift, as long as it had heated seats, <laughs> <laughs> heated seats. Yeah. Uh, uh, but my new one doesn't have heated seats, unfortunately. I, I got heated and cool. Yeah. Oh, boy. Here we go. Well, yeah, well, in Atlanta, you need them cool. Yeah. <laughs> but when I go to upstate New and York. It, and it'll start from here and cool off before I get downstairs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Does it rub your back, too? Does it have one of those massage things? She's on her way. <laughs> she's in a box somewhere. I, I don't know. I've, I've been putting a tracking uh, oh, label boy. out on her. But, uh, <laughs> here, here we go. <laughs> she hadn't gotten here yet. So anyway, going back, um, we'll catch up with Dr. Fred later and, and talk to him and see how things went. Because this week is Hershey week, and it's... I you know I think it's as big as Monterey without all the glitz. Um, 
you get a beautiful car show at the end, but it's an AACA car show. It's not a multi-bazillion dollar. Well, the Ferrari, there's a Ferrari show or Concours besides Pebble Beach, and then you've got the Porsche Club that's got one, and you've got the BMW Club that's got one, and then you've got uh, Concorso Italiano, which is all the Italian cars out there. But Hershey doesn't cost you a tenth of what it costs you to go to Pebble Beach. Not that there's anything wrong with that. So, and um, both of our great sponsors will be there in, yes. in full force. Yes. Passport Transport will be there at your service. and uh, <laughs> Look for to, the big green trucks. To, be, uh, to take your car wherever you want it uh, delivered. And J.C. Taylor will be there insuring it for you before you uh, take off with it. So... Be sure and uh, if you're listening and you're going to Hershey or you're in Hershey, uh, go by to Passport Transport. Tell them that you listen to uh, the Classic Car Show and also by J.C. Taylor and tell them that you appreciate them being a sponsor of, of the Classic Car Show for almost since the inception. inception. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, and, and they may see Steve wandering around. Yeah, he's the one with uh, Alzheimer and pushing a stroller and <laughs> oh no, no, no. He just no, he's just he's there like he, uh, he may have deer antlers on. You don't know. He may be in his Mickey Mouse shirt. It's just it's it's our boy. But he'll be combing his hair just like yeah. Kooky on uh, yeah seventy seven Burns. Yeah, yep. strip. If um, I remember. The other thing, of course, that's neat about the AACA is they have a library, and I think it's Thursday. There's a from four to seven, they're having a big sale of stuff. You know, mm. like Friends of the Library yeah. used to do when you had a local library, yeah, and yeah. they sold a bunch of the books, and they took donations or boxes of books. So, the I call it the Friends of the Library. Uh, we gonna take a break. We're gonna take a break. Good. We'll be back right after this. Forty-five years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation. Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors, and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to PassportTransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport Transport. Did you miss a show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about anti-car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. Your auto love and investment demands the best, and for 45 years, Passport Transport has been meeting those demands. From manufacturers to the one-car collectors and all other facets of the auto industry and antique auto hobby. The first and the finest with unequaled service and peace of mind. Passport Transport, your auto transportation company. 
Contact PassportTransport.com with your need today. Passport Transport. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And we're back on the Classic Car Show, and I I want to uh, thank Mr. Weber for coming in today and uh, being with me, and and, uh, we're going to make it through this hour one way or the other. Well, we've got lots to talk about. Um, I want to keep talking about Hershey, and I just happen to have the latest issue of AACA Magazine here, and and I think either that or it's on the website, but uh, AACA has the library event that they're going to do an open house on. It's Tuesday. October 4th. It's called the AACA Library Fall Meat Yard Sale. And they have automotive literature and books and anything else. The wide range of duplicate car brochures and catalogs. You never know what you might find. That That's on page 28, David. Uh, you know, if people uh, aren't familiar with the uh, AACA magazine, Antique Automobile, they should join... You know, I have found after becoming a member and getting the publication that, yeah. you know, you look forward to it, and it's such a nice yeah. publication. Wes Peterson does a great yeah. job with it. It's really changed, and and there's some great, great articles, and uh, Stephen Rossi's always got a column. He used to work at Saab. He was Saab's PR guy for a hmm. long time. And, of course, Steve Motzkowitz. He's been a car dealer, and, and he's been a car junkie like all of us forever. But between Hershey, Steve said that there's 2,500 cars for sale in the car corral, collector wow. cars. Plus, you go there, and there's fields of car parts. Of course, there's fields of junk, too. But <laughs> And that, I guess Steve was driving up, come to think of it. Was yeah. he taking his trailer up with stuff in it or I just don't, big I don't know oh, yeah, he was saying he had a booth or something and was going to be up selling T-Bird parts I think right he may yeah yeah because the car's finished now yeah. so and I think he's looking for some Avanti parts for that Avanti he just got but you can go there and, and but here's the other neat thing about it and I want to talk about restoration suppliers because we touched on this lightly last week we talked about uh, the fact that there, there's no local chrome platers anymore. They just uh, pretty much EPA uh, restraints make it difficult to do this. So all the big chrome platers, I'm sure, will have a booth there. And there is a catalog that gives all the booth numbers and all the cars registered, and it's amazing. And you can get that when you do get to Hershey. Um we were we were going through plating and basically the biggest thing is the prep work and then the copper and the nickel and the chrome and whatever level of chrome you want on them and and there's some companies that support the hobby um Lebrandi's one advance graves up in uh Alabama but they they seem to be centered in Pennsylvania or, or Tennessee or in the southeast part of the country in my uh, 
illustrious many years, and I was, I was just sitting here trying to think. I've had one thing chromed, and and I it was done in Lubbock. There was a a, a plater, plant. Yeah. yeah, and uh, I can't for the life of me remember what it was that I I had chromed. Yeah. But I I remember going and and. Uh, you know, there was no EPA back then. There was no OSHA <laughs> warning to you know don't sniff the air in the yeah. in the chroming plant. And uh, but I remember distinctly going in and and uh, I just can't remember what it was. And I and it wasn't the funny thing. I, I do remember it wasn't that expensive comparatively well, it, speaking. Yeah, t- to today. Oh yeah. Uh, the first chrome plating shop I went into was in the south side of Chicago, and I was a kid. And all I can remember is my nose burned. Yeah, yeah. That's all I remember. And, and huge vats. Yeah, yeah. You know, I remember that That's with, with the rods, and they were hanging the, mm-hmm. the parts in it. And uh, God, that's been. Huh, we won't even count back how long. But yeah, <clears throat> and I don't. I doubt if any of those guys are there anymore. Now, I, well, that's it's driving me nuts. Well, and, and you what. you played a bumper now, and it's a couple thousand dollars. Yeah. And they they mass and every year the bumpers changed, in the fifties. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it, it's just it was amazing. I I guess back then it was just on a on a, like a conveyor. Yes. Uh, yeah. Where they'd take it through each step. Right. And, yeah. Well, and the suppliers for. The car manufacturers, I mean, you had a metal stamper that had to stamp the bumper, and most of those bumpers were deep-draw stampings. And then on top of that, the plating. And I remember working in Detroit in the 90s, and we didn't use any chrome. I mean, with that, we, we stayed away from chrome, hmm. but we did do plating. Um, and I can't remember now what exactly it was, but... We did plate components, engine components, but they weren't done shiny. They were done to basically preserve them or eliminate the rust. Gas tank, gas tank straps was another one. I, I hate to even bring this <coughs> up because it brings tears to my eyes, but everything under my bonnet on the Healy was chromed that could be chromed. Wow. Wow. Uh, the head was all, it was, it was chrome. The valve cover? Yeah, yeah. the valve cover. It, yeah. it was Everything that could be chrome was chrome. Uh, yeah, that's well. They don't do it anymore. Nope, nope. Not, uh, not uh, a lot happen. of stainless now. You'll find some stainless, then you polish that. Yeah, but uh, most of it is 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 gone away. Well, there's some bling on your new Explorer. I see your wheels. Yeah, <laughs> I love your wheels. <laughs> you know, I've seen others like it. I'm not oh, the I know. I know. Yeah, I know. It's white no. lives matter, you know. Is that what it is? <laughs> Gee, well, at least they're not 22 inches with spinners. That's true. Yeah, yeah. So, that's but the, that's a nice cover. And I've tra- been trying to find that button that would make it go up and pop. And they don't do the, that, David. They don't do no, that? No, you didn't get that model. I didn't know. Okay. You, you get that model in Tijuana. Ah, that's where yeah, I... Yeah, West Coast. That's where I went wrong. You can get it converted. You, <laughs> I, I think I'll leave it like it is. I'm, I'm too old to bounce off. You know, that's home. that's another whole segment of the hobby. Is there, there are car clubs on the West Coast that do that, that have the lift kits and, and bounce them and stuff. There, there's, there, 
And that's families. They go to the, the they take the whole family to one of those car shows. I don't even like going over speed bumps. Yeah. Boy, you see more of those every day. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Oh, well, so back to the classic car business. Right. Well, we were talking about chrome platers and, and restoration. Somebody else uh, that has been in business, uh, I can remember them from day one, is LeBaron Bonnie, the upholstery people and mm-hmm, convertible mm-hmm. tops and stuff. And uh, I know Steve has a LeBaron Bonnie kit in his Model A. I have a friend that has owned a 32 3 window Ford Coupe for probably 40 years, and he's building it into a 50s period street rut. Small box Chevy, hmm. three deuces, black, got a nice little rake to it, and he's putting a LeBaron Bonnie kit in it because he huh. likes LeBaron Bonnie kits. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. He's not going with rolled and pleated and nipped and tucked. Yeah, uh, Naga hide, and uh, I wonder if this world's ever going to run out of Nagas. <laughs> anyway, um, no, are, are there hides? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's, now that's a whole different industry, the tanning of Nagas. Yeah, <laughs> but he's he's doing his restoration and putting a LeBaron Bonnie kit in it. Hmm. So, which is neat. I I just I remember in the fifties. It was either white naga hide or copper naga hide or or just some vibrant color rolled and pleated. And all the guys and the white cars had red piping and things yeah. like that. Yeah. And all the guys, that's what they wanted in their hot rods back then. I had a, a friend that uh, we were not close, but certainly closer than we are in Atlanta. But um, from Lubbock, we'd go to Mexico yeah. to get it sewn. And, yeah. Uh, and they did a, if you stayed there with them, and, and it was an all 24-hour, 48-hour deal, and uh, you better take a couple of friends with you because at some point you had to sleep, but at the same token you had to watch them. They'd put horse hair. They'd put, instead of uh, uh, using foam or anything, they'd, they'd, they'd sneak things in on you if you let them. But if you stayed there and watched them, uh, they did some fantastic work. Oh, yeah. And, and about... I don't want to say half or a third of the price of uh, getting it done at a local uh, upholstery shop. Yes. Well, um, Tijuana was famous for that. Yeah. Well, so was Juarez. And, uh, yeah. You know, Derek will cross the border the da- down there now. We'll oh, just no, leave no. it at that. Fifty-six years LeBaron Bonnie's been in business. I'm just, I just wanted to check their ad out. And it's, it's amazing. They, and they, they do kits for almost everything. In the domestic makes. Okay, with your crystal ball, if you're the uh, uh, CEO or COO or whatever of one of these companies, what are you forecasting for the future as far as staying in business and and for Bonnie or anybody? Or advanced plating or uh, somebody like that? Well, <laughs> that's a that's a toughie for the simple fact you almost have to read the market and you look and we went through a big period where muscle cars sure. were strong and going through the roof and uh, now 
I Steve says that's kind of slowed down a bit. Porsches are pretty much covered by. There's a guy in Escondido, California, that that does Porsche upholstery kits and and it does a beautiful job. Uh, Ferraris, I mean, that's all custom work. Uh, Bob Smith in Texas and Motion up in uh, Wisconsin. And there's a lot of other good Ferrari restorers. But And then the factory is now certified these cars. Ferrari Classique, you can get your fer- vintage Ferrari certified. And that, that, that maintains the value of those. But I'm digressing a little bit because there's still guys that are going to restore Model A's and Model T's. And there's still guys that are going to f- find something or re-restore a car that was done in the 40s or 50s, but it wasn't done to what they would call original or show quality standards. And those kits today, if you can find that, I mean, you know, I'd be I'd be cautious, but I'd probably still look optimistically. I wouldn't be planning on laying people off or getting rid of equipment. I'd watch my inventory of raw materials and stuff. So we going to take a break? We're going to take a break. We'll be back on the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio right after this. Your auto love and investment demands the best. And for 45 years, Passport Transport has been meeting those demands. From manufacturers to the one-car collectors and all other facets of the auto industry and antique auto hobby. The first and the finest with unequaled service and peace of mind. Passport Transport. Your auto transportation company. Contact PassportTransport.com with your need today. Passport Transport. Obamacare is failing. We all know that, but you need to know why and what you can do to get us back on the right track. Visit us at ObamacareWatch.org. This is Grace Marie Turner of the Galen Institute. Join us at ObamacareWatch.org. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about anti-car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. 45 years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation. Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors, and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to PassportTransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport Transport. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And we're back on the Classic Car Show, just having a sort of fun day laid back, talking about classic cars and uh, the past and uh, a little bit about the future, <laughs> uh, if there is. Well, uh, and, and you were talking about, I will call them suppliers. I, I, I don't think that that's the right word. I, I think I'm going to call them specialists in the hobby that do certain things like I know there's other upholstery companies and I know there's other parts suppliers and these parts suppliers have been certified by either General Motors or Ford to sell their products like year one and 
You know, there's a whole bunch of them that do it, and and some of them specialize in Chrysler, and some of them like Mr. Carpenter. We did we interviewed him. He's the Ford guy, Bob Carpenter, and uh, that that's the key. One that comes to mind is white post restorations because a lot of the cars when they got into the hydraulic brakes in the late 30s and 40s and started through a lot of those components you can't get anymore like the wheel cylinders or the master cylinder and they'll slave or they'll slave them they'll sleeve them in stainless and a lot of guys send their uh, brake components hmm. to white post restorations in Virginia I don't care if it's an Alfa Romeo or whatever they do work on them, or Porsche, or any of them. So there are some great specialists, and there's some excellent Porsche restoration shops, and there's guys that do nice restorations. Uh, we did uh, the young man in Ohio when we f- really first started talking restoration shops, and he'd gone to to Faye Butler and learned yeah. metal forming, and uh, I can't think of his name now, but we we talked about his restoration shop, and he specialized. In micro cars, Izetas and things like that, and he was doing an alpha for somebody, and it, basically the car was a skid full of ferrous oxide dust, <laughs> and he, you know, brought it back together. So there are people. Um, Steve mentioned uh, a Buick guy, Bill Seabold or something in in Tennessee that uh, has a restoration shop, and and Al Pruitt's done presentations for AACA at the Winter Convention, things like that. So there are people out there, they're in business, and they seem to be able to stay in business. You, uh, and you know more about this and and why I'm asking, uh, but I I love your term specialist, not just a restaurant, but they're specialists in whatever. Yes. You know, we look at other, the first thing that you think about with a specialist is a doctor of, of um, he's a specialist in ear, nose, and throat, or rocket science, or, or whatever. <laughs> so, can <clears throat> the car specialist handle anything, or am I going to say, "Well, I only do German cars, or I only do American cars. I don't want to take on a German car. I don't want to take on an Italian." Well, yeah, yeah. Some guys are like that. Some some restoration shops, but if I wanted a restoration on a car. I would do some research, and I, I can't think of the gentleman's name. He's deceased now, but I think his shop's still in business in New Jersey. He was the Packard specialist. And you got the Canters. They're the parts specialists, but for Packard. Remember we interviewed yeah. Fred? And I'm sure they would recommend a restoration shop if you had a Packard. If you had a Duesenberg, Randy Ema, I wouldn't go anywhere by a Duesenberg without Randy Ema there, and he's out in Orange, California, and find out. Um, the shops that can do anything are are private, like the Nethercuts and Silmar. Jay Leno, if I had a Stanley Steamer, and I don't think Jay takes customers, but he, I mean, he's got an incredible knowledge of Stanley Steamers. So you go to you go to somebody that's already there's a goofy guy on velocity that does nothing but Chrysler muscle cars. Hmm. 
and Mark uh, Warman, I think. With the push-button transmission? Yeah, yeah. Well, Carini, Wayne Carini, he's got a restoration shop. He does a lot of Ferrari work, and you see it there. And it, these guys can't stay in business if they do lousy work. Now, you might pay a little more, but you go to a specialty. You wouldn't go to a, uh, what am I trying to say, a, a wreck, a place that fixes wrecks for restoration. I wouldn't, no. Body shop is what yeah. I'm trying well, to say. Well, body shop, some, some, surprisingly enough, some specialists will farm work out. They'll have people that do body work for them or people that do upholstery work. Some of them have it on site. What do you think about the clowns on TV? On uh, Which know. ones? <laughs> Which clowns? <laughs> uh, there's what, one out in Texas or something. That, um, the monkey or something. Oh, Gas Monkey Garage? Yeah. yeah. That's entertainment. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I, I'll... He doesn't have anything that interests me. I gotta have it tomorrow. I gotta. Have yeah, it. I know. That's we've got a deadline. Then. That's entertainment. I mean, he makes money doing it, and God bless him for it. And uh, they have a good time, and the show's entertaining. He gets a little overboard once in a while, but uh, hey, he's made a name and a business for himself, and good for him. Yeah, I think. You wouldn't take a car to him, though, right? No, I have no reason to. If I'm going to build a hot rod, I'll use Josh Mills here in Atlanta, or I'll go to Moal, or I'll go to SoCal Speed Shop, or one of those guys, because they know what I or they've done what I know I want done already. The sad thing is today, you see guys our age that are doing it themselves. And they pass away. Yeah. <laughs> and then one of these shops has to finish the work for them. That's the sad thing about this hobby. Um, no, but there's certain, and there and there's other excellent hot rod builders, and they know what to do and how to do it. So, you know, you have to use your own judgment, and the, and the way you do that is research. And you, you go join the club or the specialty, like, like the early Ford V8 club. And you find out who builds a flathead. Now, if you want it souped up, you go to H&H out in uh, Fullerton or Placentia, California, and they'll build you one. If you want parts, you go to Brookville or you go to Bob Carpenter, depending upon what period or Rootlieb, or, or one of those guys. And it's specialty stuff from specialists. And you, and you take your big book with you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's called a checkbook. Yes. <laughs> well, no, today it's all wire transfer. That's true. Yeah. You know, and, and you're talking about checking people out. Obviously, a good place to start the Internet. You can find out a whole lot about right. a whole lot of things. Well, but... <laughs> What's the old statement? Everything's true on the Internet? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's like Corvettes. There's certain guys that, that do Corvettes. I worked with a guy that does beautiful work, and he did it in the evening. He had his own 
and I probably if I bought a a, a Stingray or a, a solid axle one, I go to him or I go to Werner, who's an ex GM retired GM guy in Detroit. But I've got a friend that is a judge of the NCRS National Corvette Restorer Society, and and I, I I know who he uses, and he'd be the guy I go to. But it, that's it. You buy it. Before you buy a car, you do your research and you decide. But the key to it is, and Steve brought this up the other day, you might have $80,000 in a Model A that's worth twenty. Yeah. So you, do you buy a restored car? That's probably the best way to do it if you just want a restored car. But what are you going to do with it? Are you going to show it? Or are you going to drive it? You want it as a driver. Well, you and I'd spend the first two or three years explaining it to our wives. <laughs> well, that was a silent moment. <laughs> anyway, um, and how many you want and, and what you want to specialize in. I mean, Steve has an affinity for brass cars, but he doesn't have many. But he's also got an affinity for MGs, but he's got two. So, you know, he's got... It, 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 we're all eclectic in the deal. And some old guys like customs. There, there's a neat guy here that has probably owned or will own before he passes every chopped and channeled and sectioned Mercury and shoebox Ford. And he buys it. He researches it. He spends hours. He finds the car. He drives it for a little while. And he sells it. But he loves it for a while. And that's... That's his hobby. When I was a kid growing up, there was a man that, uh, well, how do I put it? He probably had one of the most beautiful car collections in the world in the 60s of European high-dollar, gorgeous cars with, you know, Hispano Suizas, Talbo Lagos, um, launches, Alpha, 8Cs, um, Heck, he even had some British cars, Invicta, just gorgeous cars. And uh, he had his own private collection. And, you know, there's other people like that. I knew a gentleman that was specialized in P3 rolls, which were the 12-cylinder Phantoms. And it's just, it's what you like, and you do it. Different strokes for different folks. Yeah, and uh, and then there's the, the, the Ferrari people. But here's what's happening. These cars are becoming so expensive and drivers are becoming so distracted, you don't want to drive one of these cars anymore. And I'm, and I'm talking, any air-cooled Porsche has gone through the roof lately, even even little Alphas, the old Juliettas. Um, MGBs haven't gone that far yet because they made so many of them. And, and, and triumphs, but the point is, if you're going to drive one of these, restore it and drive it. If you're going to show it, restore it and show it. Or, go buy one that's been restored. And figure out what make you want and, and then start looking for them. And I'm not going to say there's still some people out there that have a certain lack of uh, integrity, but you, you may run across that. You have to be careful of that. You got to look at the body fit, the finish, take a magnet, 
make sure there's, you know, it's not all plastic and things like that. Now, do you remember the days of the mechanical odometers and oh, oh yes, <laughs> and uh, going to the to the uh, shop that would adjust that before you sold your car? Yeah, a lot of guys went to jail for that, too. <laughs> We're going to take a break on that note and let people think about it. Did you ever do that, he asked. We'll be back right after this. 45 years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation. Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors, and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to PassportTransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport Transport. Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio. This is Lawyer Liz. Join me each week as we discuss drones, the Internet of Things, and all the technology in between. It's Buzz Off with Lawyer Liz, Wednesdays at 2. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about anti-car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. Your auto love and investment demands the best, and for 45 years, Passport Transport has been meeting those demands. From manufacturers to the one-car collectors and all other facets of the auto industry and antique auto hobby. The first and the finest with unequaled service and peace of mind. Passport Transport, your auto transportation company. Contact PassportTransport.com with your need today. Passport Transport. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And we're back on the Classic Car Show, talking about yesterday, today, and we might even talk about tomorrow. Where do you think, speaking of tomorrow, do you you think there is really a place for the driverless car? Uh, I don't even want to go there. Uh, I mean, there there will be. We, it'll be forced on people, but I don't want to have anything to do with it. You're going to jump in an Uber and that has no driver? No, no. I'm still looking for a brand-new car with wind-up windows and rubber floor mats <laughs> and a stick shift. Yeah. And manual controls for is the heater. Three on the column, is that what? Three on the tree. Three on the tree, yeah. <laughs> or four on the tree, yeah. Um you know, who am I to say? But it'll probably happen. Awesome. I'll, I'll say this: if the youth continues to be distracted drivers, and we don't have an excellent driver education program, I don't think there is one. Anymore, well, you go to private now; yeah. parents pay for it. Um, 
it'll probably lead to that. But you also have a bunch of kids that don't aren't interested in driving. Oh, I know. Uh, one thing I will say, um, Uber has really done an incredible job of replacing taxi cabs. Because mm-hmm. I've used Uber in other cities to go back and forth to the airport and have been very successful. So let, let's talk a little bit. You know, we have youth programs. AACA's got a youth program. Um, I don't know if any if uh, the National Hot Rod Association has one, or uh, I don't see that many youth at the Street Ride Nationals in Louisville every year. Maybe Good Guys does. Good Guys has tours, and that, that they're they're custom cars and hot rods, and and they go around. And they'll do a tour, but it'll be a two-week tour. It won't be a tour like Steve and Brenda do with AACA or Horseless Carriage or Veteran Motor Car Club. And the and good guys will go across the country. Maybe they'll say, okay, we're leaving from Los Angeles and we're, we're going to go to this customizer and this supplier and this, and we're going to end up in Denver and there'll be a good guys street ride nationals or, or a street ride national show there. Big, there's a big show in Syracuse every year at the fairgrounds. They get seven to eight thousand cars hmm. of, of customs. So I mean, it, it, the hobby's still a good hobby. It's just it's getting grayer and grayer. Oh yeah, and, and I, you know, you're. I've I've been amazed at the. Uh, Universities, the tech schools that we've interviewed, and yeah. the kids doing it, but that's still percentage-wise. I mean, it's not well, a drop in the bucket. Yeah, but but here's—I don't know how you get kids interested in. It. Well, I—you had the idea. You take yeah. your grandson or your granddaughter to a car show or to a museum, and you walk them through and show them the old stuff, and you plant the seed. That's how you do it. So, but not if you can't get the yeah folks to go along with you. Yeah. But I mean, you, you go like this weekend, the first weekend. There's two or three car shows here in Atlanta, and that big there's a big one down at Perimeter Mall that draws tons of people. I mean, it's just gotten huge. But you know, there's going to be a generation gap pretty soon. Well, in my opinion. Yeah, you were asking me earlier about the 30s and 40s. They're the guys that are buying the Challengers and the Camaros and the Mustangs and the BMWs. And you see them at the you see them at, at perimeter at the car shows. They'll take them there, or they'll buy the the Nismo, the the GTR, Nissan. The are they really the 30s and 40s? Because they they weren't around when when the Mustang came out. Well, they're not buying the old ones. They're buying new ones. Oh, okay. Well, there's a whole new generation of cars out there that, I mean, they emulate the, the old 60s. Show, like the Chargers and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My son, uh, my youngest son, uh, rented a, a Charger while he was in New Jersey and had it for a couple of weeks and loved it. Yeah, and I'm sure he put his foot on it a couple of times. <laughs> and that probably wasn't the Hemi Charger. No, no. Yeah, so. Uh, you know, Ford's but it, so maybe it's coming back from the uh, well, manufacturer side it, of it. it. It is from that standpoint. Yes, you're seeing it more and more. And um, the Mustangs and the Camaros and and and, and uh, 
the challengers and and I mean some of these have 575 horsepower where can you use it yeah uh and what can you really feed it with? How does it take to ethanol? It's built for ethanol, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's all computerized now, David. Yeah. And there's knock sensors, and and it just, anytime there's any detonation, it either retards the uh, timing or it adjusts the fuel mixture. It's all computers. I mean, the the engines today are so efficient. I mean, a carburetor was nowhere near as efficient as as the engines today, and the tailpipes but are clean. By golly, I knew how to work on a carburetor. I, I know, I know. <laughs> I don't know how to work on these new fuel injection things. You don't want to. You just plug it in, get the scan tool, and then you take it to the garage. That's that's the way. It, I, I, I mean, unfortunately, that's the way it should be now. If you have a problem with your fuel injection, mm-hmm. at the point that it's delivering fuel to the to the spark, yeah, well, to the combustion chamber, combustion chamber, yeah, uh, what do they replace it with? Or well, it they, depends upon what the issue is. If you've got a dirty injector nozzle, they'll put new injectors in, or they'll clean the injectors. Hmm. It's, it, they're, they're capable of doing that. I used to adjust the floats on the carburetor. Oh, yeah. Well, there, there are no floats anymore. And now you have gasoline direct injection. It sprays right directly into the combustion chamber, not into the manifold. I don't understand all that stuff, Jim. No, and... and, and <laughs> The Ford Mustang, there's one V8 with a flat plane crank, and that thing just sounds like a Ferrari. I'd buy one just to listen to the engine. You know, I bought my brand-new 1965 Mustang hardtop, and it cost me $2,650, I think. Didn't have It had the roll-up windows just like you wanted. Had carpet, though. Had no air conditioner. Other than my 270, that's rolling yeah. down two windows going 70, <laughs> 70 miles, miles an hour. hour. <laughs> and I, I paid $2,600, 2650 yeah. I looked at a Mustang the other day, $36,000. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the car's safer, goes faster, handles better, and has better brakes. I must say, the 65 through... What, 69 Mustangs? 68. 68? Yeah. I mean, they were really death on wheels in in a rainstorm. Or you could lose, I mean, the rear end would be going forwards instead of the front end. (laughs) I had that happen to me twice. And uh, I had a 65 and I had a 69, I think. And uh, I I had a friend, or I, I think he may still be alive, he's in his 90s. But he had a 65 red fastback Mustang stick with the four-barrel, the 289, whatever, yeah. rally pack, I remember. Which oh, was yeah, with the, the, the tachometer and yeah, stuff on yeah. it, yeah. I love that car. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then, of course, Shelby did the GT350s, and those things were, were monsters. They were they were neat. I, I mean, there were, there was stuff built back then, but there's stuff today... I mean, you go into a Chevy store today, 
and it, you can spec a Camaro like it's a, a Copo Camaro, which is central office production order. The only problem is they're only building 50 Copos, and they're all drag race Camaros <laughs> with no uh, title. Anyway, you can't license them. But my point is you can go and tailor a car, and it's incredible, and it's safer, gets better fuel economy, it's cleaner burning, brakes better, handles better, but what and where can you use all that horsepower? Yeah, where? Well, where you, you? you basically go up to like Dawsonville to that track and you join and you run track days with the car. Whoopee. Well, that's neat. That's fun. I stop at the Corvette Museum when I'm going up north a lot of times and there's a guy in there who will be taking delivery of his new Corvette and... Uh, he, he, a lot of them take them to the track, and they'll track them. Some of the guys with Ferraris will do that, Porsches, Jaguars, McLarens. What happened to using the traffic light as a tree? Uh, the police. Police? Yeah. <laughs> you don't do that anymore. You don't. Well, that was the fun of it, you know. Well, <laughs> hey. <laughs> what can I say? There's too many people today. You it's think? too crowded. Yes. Well, how boring. I know. How I know. It's, a, it's just too take, crowded. Taking all the fun out of it, haven't they? Well, no. You still have fun with cars. Yeah. So, the uh, the main thing today, uh, it's getting to be winter a lot of places. I sure hope people are going to winterize their cars. I hope mine is. Well, I'm sure it is, <laughs> but I, I'm thinking more tire pressure monitoring yeah. system lights and change the oil if you've been driving it all summer that kind of thing although there's no winter oil and summer oil anymore they're all 5w30 on the new cars well jim it's time to put the plug in the jug put the plug in the jug get out of here we're going to roll out of here get ready for uh, uh the gardening show first we're going to have the prologue and mr doug dahlgren on with that We'll be back next week on the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Stay tuned. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.